At the beginning of the 21st century, the Umbrella Corporation had become the largest commercial entity in the United States. Nine out of every 10 homes contain its products. Its political and financial influence is felt everywhere. In public, it is the world's leading supplier of computer technology, medical products, and healthcare. Unknown even to its own employees, its massive profits are generated by military technology, genetic experimentation, and viral weaponry. Hello and welcome to a Halloween special Ballyhoo episode. Uh, we'll be looking at the Resident Evil film from 2002. I would say it's scary or whatever, but it definitely isn't. Uh, and unfortunately, this is the most successful mainstream franchise from a game series, estimating it at roughly $1 billion up to now. And I believe it's about to have another reboot, which that's probably the scariest thing we'll say tonight. Uh, joining me on this episode is Kevin Moore, Stuart Neal, and Mark Hamer. Welcome, gents. Hello. Hello. You're all going to die down here. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary and realistic. <laughs> uh, so, the film is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, um, and it's produced by some other people. It's also written by Paul... <laughs> Um, and obviously it's based on the Resident Evil film by Capcom and the main actress in this um, is I'm going to butcher her name go um, on because <laughs> we all know how good I'm doing these things uh, is <laughs> Milia Djokovic Mila Jovovic yeah what they Joe said Joe yeah, yeah. Um, or Multipass as we all know <laughs> <laughs> slip we're going to just call pass. a Multipass Multipass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. <laughs> Someone take it away and uh, tell me how much you love this film. Before we get into how much we may or may not love this film, you've already brought up that uh, this film was written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who I found out today is a Geordie. So I haven't, I've never heard an interview with him, so I'm assuming he's got a really thick Geordie accent, which will make it even funnier. And the W.S was in his name was like a title given to him by the people of Newcastle and it just means war shame um, <laughs> before he got his grubby hands all over this film George A. Romero wrote a script for this yep I know. and the um, someone at Capcom rejected it and said it wasn't very good and they decided that Paul W.S. Anderson's script was better just let that sink in he has done some really good films he's this done uh, been, he's done one really good film which one was that <laughs> Event Horizon. Yeah, that's it. You're going to say Death Race now, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just—I didn't see Horizon so far down on the list because I was going to go mm, Death Race. No, uh, Alien versus Predator. Shite. Yeah. Three Musketeers. Shite. Yep. Um, Pompeii. Pompeii shite. one that he did, which is a remake shite. that had yeah Kit Harrington in it. I think it did. Who's yeah, a terrible fine. actor? Oh, and he's about to butcher Monster Hunter as well. For you, oh Steve, yeah, so. yeah. What? So sorry, Steve. Oh, Can't wait. No. Yeah. Yep. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. Capcom. Capcom just love him. Do you reckon yeah. he's got some Polaroids? <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah.
so uh, moving on to the actual film it's very very loosely based on the game and very yeah uh, i guess the only there's only a handful of things if that that actually link this to the resident evil games filthy um, little moments of fan service yeah just just the sprinkling of fan service yeah so the red dress right at the very start is that that is a that's a resident evil reference yeah sprinkling yeah and people jumping through glass which yep. in the first game did scare the shit out of me the first time i played yep. that yeah, the dogs. Uh, yeah, the dogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, the, the film starts off and Milia wakes up bollock naked like she is for two-thirds of the film, maybe? Two-thirds of all the films. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know where she is, what she's doing. She has to wander around, puts this dress on that's been nicely laid out for her, and then the, the film goes and from there. And then some Wellingtons. When... <laughs> yeah. I think that's just some kinky... Skin- skimpy yeah. red dress, Hunter Wellingtons. Patent leather boots, that's what she needed. <laughs> Some nice heels and patent leather boots. What does she get? Wellingtons. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, and then in comes the, um, the SWAT team. Sorry, or... this is going to go on all evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a, a returning theme. I hadn't seen this film since I saw it at the cinema when it first came out. And I remember it being bad. And that was like a memory of 16-year-old me who was not a particularly discerning film watcher, thought it was pretty bad. It's so much worse. That whole scene, right, when there's like thumping quasi-techno <laughs> industrial music playing and all the, the, the soldiers who come in are wearing gas masks. Can, can anyone make out a word they're saying? No. I don't think you meant to anyway, really. because let's face it, when you get a SWAT team bursting in through your house... Who can never make out what's going off? You've got noise of stuff crashing all over the place and then spot shouting everything at you at the same time. Now I think it uh, works. And I like the techno. Hey, <laughs> so don't I'm start. Not, listen, I'm not having a go at the soundtrack. I'm just saying that maybe in a few places, turn it down a bit so that you can actually hear the dialogue. I don't no, think, no. unless you're going to try and argue that, that Paul, not Thomas Anderson, is... <laughs> was a pioneer of the mumblecore genre. I think you're supposed to hear the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where you start watching it in French audio with English subtitles, because then it becomes an art film anyway. Yes. Okay, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. You see, um, you missed a trick. <laughs> yeah. That, there's another bit in the film later on where she's fighting the dogs, and then it gets like She kicks one in the face, and then it pans back to her, and then... We're not quite finished. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that's it. Not another dog's coming out. Just when he's, I forgot like to press pause. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really like random. Bit. <laughs> just but, extra music just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I like that bit because that bit works for me as, as, par- as far as the game's concerned. Because in the game, if you were shooting, you weren't moving. So she's not moving. She stood there shooting. And then she finds out that there's one bullet left and there's two dogs. And lots of techno. Yay! Yeah. Well, lots of Nine Inch Nails, actually. Even yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably worth mentioning that this is six years after the game was released. The game was in 1996. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the, the film was 2002. Uh, yeah, the CGI is a bit ropey when they get down into the... Oh, my God. How far underground are we? Two miles? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, some of it holds up. Um, I think the only thing that really does look ropey now is the final boss fight. Um, no, the, the only stuff, the the only stuff that holds up well is like the physical stuff, like the um, the actual makeup. The dogs look good. Yeah, anything yeah. that couldn't be that had to be done in a computer looks 
There was one moment. Right, okay. We're, jump, we're probably going to be jumping around a bit. When the liquor comes Yay. out of its tank, yeah, that section looks like. Do you remember the old stop motion CGI, like the Sinbad films? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I like that. They should have called it Pussy, by the way. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll we'll just get back on track. Uh, so we go um, down <laughs> uh, beneath the mansion that the Millie is in. Uh, to what's Multipass. beneath Raccoon City, Multipass, yeah. And that is the Hive, is it called? Yeah. See, you've yeah. missed, you've mi- you've missed yeah. out the whole start of the film because right at the very start, it sets it all up. It looks as if people are working in a normal sort of normal sort of office block yeah. and what have you. Yeah. Somebody yeah, bumps into some guy, spills his coffee, a load of people get into the elevator. And then all of a sudden you see this vial with twisted sort of almost like DNA pattern oh, things. Yeah, and why, why they're like that, I have no idea other than the fact that, you know, they have an extra some money to spend on glass blowing or whatever. Um, <laughs> so this, all you see is this thing being, yeah, being thrown into a lab and then breaking and then the whole place shuts down. Yes. And then from there, and the, the computer, woman, the, um, woman gets her head cut off by a lift. Oh, well, there's that as well, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the lift stops. One of them crashes down to the bottom of a lift shaft. One of the other ones stops. They open up a really tiny, narrow gap that this... she then goes, Oh, oh my get God. out there. It's the size of her head. And she's like, I can fit through that. <laughs> yeah, I can fit through that. Not a problem, yeah. Yeah, Fuck. but if you've got a hole and you can get your head through it, you can usually get the rest of you through it. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen definitely. some stuff on the internet that ain't the case. Everybody's body. <laughs> That's, that is a fact. Everybody's body is exactly the width of their head. Absolutely. <laughs> Nobody has shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, this is what where they really did um, draw the short straw because they got in the ah 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 lift. <laughs> you can yeah. be all right. Yeah. Ah, oh, ah, yeah. ah. No, <laughs> no. And I think it, it it sets the scene quite early on that if you've got your wits about and you, you've not switched off your brain that soon into the film, that something's not quite right because it keeps showing you the uh, the surveillance cameras and the, yeah, the lighting so up and an unnamed yeah. or something presence, obviously keeping a watch over everything. Yeah, and yeah, so whatever it is that's doing all of this, then shuts the whole place down. Some of the labs flood because they're completely sort of airlocked, and there's a gas release that kills everybody. Um, meanwhile, obviously, then this virus, which may or may not be airborne or liquid based or we still don't entirely know is sort of um, making its way around and then the whole place just goes dark and then we cut to Alice lying in a shower naked yeah. and yeah. Then, then it goes Ooh. from there. Yes, yeah, and that's when the, the SWAT team is or whatever they're called uh, coming in. Uh, do you find that, you know when she wakes up from the shower scene and the SWAT team start coming in, it's all shot like a Bonnie Tyler video. And <laughs> yes. Start, yes. Start thinking, is this some sort of crazy dream sequence? What the hell is yes. going on? Just she walks out the, in the office. She walks out the front door and like, and then this, the wind starts blowing the leaves towards, and she starts running back towards the. She starts backing up and then running back into the house. It's like that is straight out of a Bonnie Tyler video. Yeah, but <laughs> also you do know about leafophobia, don't you? It's a thing. She's terrified of leaves. How would yeah. we know? How would how would we know if she was ever scared of anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, the, the SWAT team is led by Colin Salmon in using the most ridiculous American accent I've ever heard. It's, <laughs> it's a shame quite it's early on in like his like career. It. Yeah, <laughs> oh. see, the one bit about this that's sort of making me laugh is the uh, fact that 
You almost feel as if they put Alice's amnesia into the script purely so that they can then exposition everything that was going on <laughs> mm-hmm. and therefore explain everything. Otherwise, she'd know exactly what she's doing there. The SWAT team know exactly what they're doing there and then they yeah. would just go and do the thing that they need to do. But yeah. no, they have to explain everything to her. Well, um, th- also- exactly. She, she's. Th- 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 they also, um, one of those characters needed to be called Basil Exposition. And um, <laughs> they <laughs> Should, Queen's like, job. <laughs> <laughs> like they also needed to have like the um those those painfully obvious flashback scenes that keep on repeating like five <laughs> times <laughs> after you realise, okay, I get it. Yeah. You get flashbacks in black and white. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. 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 I think I also have cataracts in my other's life <laughs> or something. <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then it's obviously got um Michelle Rodriguez as well. Uh, oh. who's in the SWAT team taking on the Vasquez rule yes exactly yeah. I was going to say yeah, yeah. That she's, <laughs> she's like a pipe pot Vasquez she is if Paul W.S. Anderson is a Geordie she is in the vernacular of the northeast a stone called Raj Packet <laughs> <laughs> yeah I presume she got this off the back of Fast and the Furious and no she got Fast and the Furious off the back of this this was, yeah, this, before that. Before. This, was, this was before Lost. No, the, the Fast and Furious was before this by really? uh, 2001. Really? No oh, wow. wow. Is it? Lost isn't until oh, wow. uh, 2005. Oh, oh God. Okay. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I presume they you saw her in that. You her career yeah. way too closely for my liking, <laughs> young man. It's called IMDB, and it's, it's just yeah. in front of me. <laughs> Bluffer's Preparation Guide. Kev. Um, she is, though, like, Steve is right. She is absolutely there to be Vasquez. But Paul W.S. Anderson, Paul, not to- definitely not Thomas Anderson, is not James Cameron and cannot write that sort of witty dialogue. Yeah, it's just... Oof. So anyway, we go underground, uh, where apparently, was it 5,000 employees were working underground in these labs? Something like yeah, that. 500. Like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where's the car park? I think it said 500. <laughs> no, no, they, <laughs> they, 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 they don't live go there anywhere. as well. They live there. Yeah. They live and uh, work there. It does say they live there. Right. No holidays then. And then we just start to explore stuff. Some guy was randomly on the train that takes them to the offices mm-hmm. and pops in. Oh, yeah. James Perth. He's got amnesia as well, and Alice is... Other half, her partner, her, her cop partner's got amnesia. Half the cast have got amnesia. They must have been <laughs> smacked up or something doing the film. <laughs> Just an excuse. And then we start to find out a little bit more about the AI called I can't remember. The what Red, it's called, Queen. Red, Red Queen. Red Queen. Red Queen. Yes. Um, and they're going down to nuke her memory again. Yes. Yeah, like um, Basil Exposition explains that the Red Queen has gone malevolent or something like that and killed everyone, and so they've gone down there to shut her down. That's basically the reason that they're there. Yep. Um, and obviously throughout the whole film, Alice is constantly having these random flashbacks, which we've already alluded to. It looks like she's just had some like really weird brain fart every time <laughs> she, she has looks, one. She looks like she's been lobotomized all the way through the film. Yeah. You know how, um, spoilers, but the end of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. She looks like <laughs> that throughout the entire film. She doesn't show any emotion at all. And I've seen bits of some of the other ones as well. She doesn't show any emotion in them. And you've got to wonder, at what point during the making of these films did Paul W.S. Anderson look over at Mila Jovovich and say, yep, that's the woman I want to marry? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wonder what we were like at, actually at the ceremony? Because it'll have been just thinking, well, at least cry a bit then, you bitch. You know, come on. <laughs> we're just getting married here. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Oh god, this is painful. It's such a shit film. We barely even got into it yet. And I it's love all, it already. Oh. Oh, it's, it's not good. It's not. Good. You know what? It's I, not I, that I, um, bad. <laughs> no, I, I'm it. sorry. I'm siding with Kev on this. It's not terrible. It's, it's not right. Okay, right. It's not. It's not great well, by any means. This is how no, I described it, it to a friend earlier. It's not um, great, but it's okay. It is the best of the Resident mm. Evil films. Mm. But that is like saying it's the least stinky dog shit you stood in that day. <laughs> I think because it's, it's still unpleasant because it is Resident Evil related but it's not at the same time it's just kind of using the loose plot lines here and there like you say yeah. there's just a dusting of Resident Evil on it yeah it's just like the, the umbrella T-virus yep and then like at her. the end there's a mention of the Nemesis program yep yeah, yeah. And then, apart from, like, the dogs and the liquors and everything like that, everything in it, the rest of it, is just, like, someone trying to make a George A. Romero film. Yeah. Mm, but unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. George A. Romero should have done it. Should've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, God, the guy actually invented zombie films as far as everybody's concerned. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd worked with Cap- Capcom. He'd, like, he'd worked on um, advertisements uh. for the Red- Resident Evil series before then. Like, so he'd worked with Capcom before. Yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm, I'm going to um, stop here before I get even more angry. Stu, uh, so we've we've gone into the, the the train system and we're making our way into the hive. Yes. Uh, explain to us next what happens in the film. So they get that far. They're in the hive and they obviously then try and break their way in. There are certain sort of security protocols and everything that they need to get through. And of course, everybody in the SWAT team is absolutely really well trained in all the computer systems and what have you in there. Um, so they, let's see. Oh, oh but, um, quick little observation. When they, when they get to the station at the end with the train and they know it's like there's these big screens playing like with like a city skyline in the background of them. And they say something about how like it makes them more comfortable with working underground if they think they're in a, they, they're, they're like they're above ground or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, yes. Spoiler yeah. alert. They nicked that whole idea for the recent Prey video game. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. See? So it's not that bad after all. Well, I don't know. I've, I've only played the first hour of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stu, I didn't mean to... That's okay. So they get through to the Queen's Chamber and they come across the probably the coolest um, sort of security feature. Mm. Um, Colin Salmon and a couple of the other ones are carrying this um, sort of EMP um, apparatus down through the sort of the adjoining corridor um, before they get to the Red Queen's server room, I'm guessing you could probably call it, and... They think they're through quite well, and then the door shut behind them. Suddenly, a laser beam appears, um, which sort of, um, I think the first one cuts um, sort of reasonably high, so it does, and um, just sort of about neck level. Most of the team uh, sort of dodge it. One guy gets a little bit of his hand cut off, and they turn around to the medic, and you just see the blood ring starting around her neck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then the laser beam starts up again and it goes low, so they obviously have to jump. Um, but then one guy jumps and it suddenly goes high, so it splits him in half. And then Colin Salmon's character thinks, right, I've got this down. I'm just going to re- get ready for it. And it comes towards him. He's ready to either duck or jump. And then suddenly it all just turns into a big, massive grid and uh, absolutely just cubes him. So it does. So 
you see the very, very slow and <sighs> subtle disintegration of his body almost. Yeah. Um, although it really doesn't show an awful lot. It just shows just a couple of seconds and then just cuts away. Um, yeah, which is well done. Yeah. Yeah. Two observations. One, has anyone here seen the film Cube? Yes. Yes. And it was quite yeah. funny that Stuart actually said he cubed him. I thought, oh, is this yeah. like a, a verb now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, did Cube come first? I'm assuming Cube came first. Yes, it did. Oh, yeah. yeah three did, years. Yeah. So Paul, definitely not Thomas Anderson, is also a thief. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is like uh, when the laser grid comes, when it when it goes into the mass pattern, it's like, oh, shit, he's definitely not getting out of here. And then they cut back and it's like still complete human bodies lying on the floor, not diced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of them are, well, you know. <laughs> there's also one bit of logic there I don't understand about this. Well, mm-hmm. actually, there's two. Why the hell have we got this particular room? This is like the crystal maze on acid for a start off. <laughs> yeah. Just one part of the whole of the complex, and it just happens to be this one part that they go through. That's bizarre logic for a start. But then... Why does it go through all this uh, high, low? It's like Bruce's cards, uh, cards playing, <laughs> and it's just wrong. Why did it just go straight? Didn't they do dice? well? Didn't they do well? Yeah, yeah, full dice, just full dice, straight away. Safe power, just run them straight through. <laughs> yeah, I think you're expecting too much logic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's something nobody ever accuses me of. Thanks. <laughs> All you need to know is is the Red Queen has turned malevolent, is killing everyone, ignoring the fact that someone would have had to have designed this defense system in the first place. Potentially. Potentially. Well, with the coding, but not necessarily realizing what it would necessarily do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could have been for industrial use. Yeah. Skynet. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, th- let's face it. The Umbrella Corporation is explained at the beginning. That they're into everything, so you know it could have been used for medicine as stuff as it seems. Mm. You know, quick bone operation or something like that. Yep. Um, so a- anyway, everybody, <laughs> everybody in that corridor dies. Oh, oh no! Just as the guy who's trying to obviously break the code to get back into it breaks the code, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wouldn't mind, but I liked medic and one and <laughs> uh, trooper one. <laughs> Yes, they're all <laughs> such generic names. They didn't <laughs> even bother with names. They're great. <laughs> you got named if you were going to last long enough. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think they all freak out a bit, don't they, because of this as well? Because that's the the last room before you get to the, the Red Queen. Yeah, if you like. basically, yeah, basically leaves almost two or three of the SWAT team left. Yeah. So one of the Kaplan. Um, the sort of tech guy who's left decides, right, well, I'm just going to carry out the mission then. He takes the EMP blast in. So Alice decides to go in and help him as well. So they set up off the EMP blast, which just sort of shuts down the Red Queen and starts her back up again. They remove a motherboard so that she can't go all homicidal on them again. But of course, in shutting the whole thing down, uh, that opened up all the electronic locks and things within uh, the system and obviously then has released all the zombies. But obviously they don't know that yet. She warned them. She did. She She warned them. She told them. So when they get into the room, there's a little hologram projection of the Red Queen as a a little girl saying, what are you going to do to me? Don't turn me off. And I think Alice ends up pulling the switch, doesn't she, to kill the Red Queen or to reboot her because everyone else was like, oh, no, we can't do it to a little girl. It's like, it's a hologram. Just do it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No emotion whatsoever, as usual. Yeah. Don't kill her. Stop. <laughs> Don't. 
Um, and then is it this where they, when they, did they turn her back on straight away um, and leave that bit out because as a, uh, a fail safe, if you like, because if she does start to go a bit mental, they can just fry it. Yeah, that's what oh, it is. Well, they yeah, put the, something the, else in, don't they, or something? They turn it back on and they throw in like a, some sort of circuit breaker or whatever that's basically a manual control um, so that they can shut her down if necessary. But they realise that... It's like a tele-remote from the yeah. 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they realise that they need her help um, to get out of the, the actual building and what have you, and she does actually help them for no apparent reason, <laughs> just other than the threat of being turned off, which they eventually do anyway. Um, and then she tells them about the whole what's happened and the the virus and, and different things and that she had to try and contain it and the only way to contain it was to... Oh, that happens much... This all happens much later, though. Does it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> this is, after they've, this it is after they've gone back to the, the, um, the Red Queen's chamber. First, like, they're like, oh, we've turned her off, so let's um, make... Let's all, you know, hot-foot it back to where the train is and that's when all the zombies turn up. Yeah, yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez gets bit. Is that right? And people manage to empty multiple clips into zombies and not manage to hit a single one of them in the head. It's also the bit later on where they ask the Red Queen, well, how do we kill them? Um, have you never seen a zombie <laughs> Shoot film? Them in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot them in the head. <laughs> and they're like, oh, break their brainstem. Shoot oh, them right, in okay. the head. Ah, okay. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, one of the bits wherever they are, they're following a map or whatever to try and get out and they find themselves in what was supposedly the canteen, which has obviously oh, yeah. been turned into this big, massive area with these just odd little pods um, with feed tubes running into them and everything. And obviously then whenever the power goes out, all of the locks on those go from stable to unstable. You see, I didn't get that at all. I just thought it was a, a canteen. I just no. thought it was a future canteen. I, I, I just really didn't get that. Well, no, they make a comment on it about how, like, oh, maybe you got the map wrong because it's yeah. supposed to be Dining Hall <laughs> H or something like that. Yeah. Um, one thing I know is, like, okay, right, whatever. It's Dining Hall H and it's secretly holding this like, these experimental pods where they, we find out that they're growing the, the liquors. Really cool-looking set uh, <laughs> from a health and safety standpoint. They could have tidied those pipes. I know Umbrella are not the most... Um, <laughs> benevolent corporation but tidy up some of those pipes a little bit <laughs> well to be fair they are known for it you know you play any of the games and yeah some of it's all nicely clean really sterile labs and everything and then you turn a corner and it's just an absolute mess yeah lacks health and safety yeah <laughs> so after that then yes they find the zombies and what have you and there is kind of the cool bit where they're just kind of standing they start hearing noises and all they hear is just an axe being dragged across the floor, and then you see the feet of the zombie that's pulling the axe with one of the his feet or ankles broken, and uh, but yet he's walking on it perfectly well, uh, which is kind of a cool little sort of creepy moment. And again, it goes back to it's nice to see them using sort of the practical effects and mm. makeup um, for the zombies as opposed to trying to do anything like I Am Legend or anything <sighs> with them. Um, obviously at least nearly a decade removed um, between those two films, but it just, it works so much better whenever you use makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so it does. Yes, it's, yeah. absolutely. I'll prefer as well when they're lumbering. I don't like it when they're just running around. It's just a bit, it, I don't know, it just breaks it for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. First slow zombies. Yeah, like 28 20, days later. 28 yeah. days later, it doesn't count because they're not zombies. No, nope, nope, they're infected. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. so yeah, they, there's stuff going on, everybody keeps dying, and um, 
another SWAT member is pulled into an elevator as they're trying to escape, and uh, obviously something's going to happen with him later on. Uh, they... <sighs> Do you know what? I'm actually losing the thread on, <laughs> on this. Every just thing just seems to happen so quickly. Alice yep. gets separated off from them. She danders down some lab corridor. Um, the the next thing is like they run into a corridor and there's like all the the um, the zombies around them. Yeah. Um, I think this is what happens next, and they decide to climb up onto some pipes. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh, well, that, and then this, this, that, that's a good bit past the oh right right okay drop sorry. kicking the dogs and stuff so oh, of course yes yeah. yeah all yeah. of that she, happened earlier that's as well it. she has a flashback and she remembers there's a cure yes because this is after this must be after the red queen explains that can't remember the thing is <laughs> it tends to be just a, a series of action set pieces for the next I would say twenty to thirty minutes. You know, where you've got some good, some not so good. You know, a, a very iffy level of invention going on. Um, yeah. And so this is, I think this is why it en- ends up being so confused, because you've just got a lot of generic action pieces going on, you know, with every now and again something that will actually break through and actually plant a seed in your brain that re- right. you'll remember. Then we get to the. I've got it. I've got. I've got the film on here, and I've got it on mute, so I can skip through. <laughs> skip to the I end. Can tell you what happens. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, they're in that room. They're fighting the zombies. The cop guy is on the floor because he manages to pick up the key, and he's trying to undo the handcuffs because he's handcuffed for uh, whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know what reason he's handcuffed for. Because he wasn't one of the two other ones. So yeah, the SWAT team just handcuffed him. Yeah, this is the guy from Ugly Belly. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, then they shoot all the zombies. People get um, bitten. They manage to open the door. Alice goes off to a lab for some reason, and that's when she finds the dogs, shoots loads of them, and then does a like spinning roundhouse kick off the wall yes. to kill another one. Cop guy. Uh, there's there's loads of flashbacks happening. Cop guy goes into some office to try and find his sister, who was apparently a plant down there, to find out what was going on. And then his zombified sister comes back and. Uh, nearly kills him, and Alice has to kill her with a massive paperweight. To the back then- of the head. I, I, I feel a bit gutted about that because the bit with the sister where she is attacking her brother, you know, you think, well, that's typical sister brother stuff anyway. That's just, you know, usual yeah. bants. Um, but <laughs> textbook. But then the belt to the back of the head, I felt like you should have at least seen that, but you don't. You just see a like go a bit funny in the face and like then that's bunk. it yeah and then yeah uh, then jojo stood behind her we uh, her jokes. yeah <laughs> yeah that's it i'm just that's my pet name for her now either that or multipass and <laughs> um, what else happens Come on, Dallas. <laughs> michelle rodriguez c- pulls more angry serious faces uh, she, yeah she gets bitten in the hand oh she got bitten like right when they first meet the first yeah, time ages ago yeah um now this is weird because she must have a really slow metabolism because it looks like everybody else has turned into zombies way quicker than she has. So she must be yeah. just really frigid. JD, we got a survivor. It's okay, we're here to help. You seem to be in some sort of... Yeah, they go and see the Red Queen. Alice reasons with it with absolutely no emotion on her face whatsoever and then they go through a hole in the floor with where there's a secret exit and then they're in some like sewers and then there's loads of zombies right and then my favourite moment of the film happens 
They have a big shoot off against some zombies. The the guy that got the shoulder called pulled him to the lift turns up as a zombie. Michelle Rodriguez hesitates and gets bitten again, and then she shoots him. And then they all climb up on the pipes, right? And then there's a segue as if time has passed. <laughs> yeah, where she's dripping blood down onto the zombies. Yeah, and they just yep. sat on top of the pipes. Doing nothing. <laughs> just just sitting there. I presume you're supposed to that's supposed to be like some time has passed and they just sat there on top of the pipes. The zombies <laughs> will get bored eventually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they'll, oh. they'll get bored. Well, let's face it, if you, if you've got that far, you know, you think, right, I'm gonna get some sweet revenge now. I'm gonna wind you lot up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because, yeah, that, that's a, bit, a little bit further on. Um, they decide to, oh, this pipe actually goes somewhere. Why don't we follow it? And then they do. And then a section of the pipe falls, and one of the guys, um, one of the soldiers falls on the floor and gets bitten, and then he's climbing up a, a, another section, and he's got nowhere to go, and he's got one bullet left, and he goes to kill himself, and it doesn't work. And then he says, you guys are going to have to work for your dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, genius. Yeah. It's quality writing like that. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't just. He doesn't just throw the gun at them. You, he says, he, and you know, make sure that everybody else goes. Just go, go. I'll be yeah. fine. Doesn't matter. Just go. And of course, then he has the one bullet. He, you see him putting the gun into his mouth, and then it cuts the Alice, making her way down the tube, and all you hear is bang. So you obviously assume that he's committed suicide, but no, then it just immediately just goes back to him. He's obviously shot the zombie that was yeah, looking yeah, for him, you... and then he just oh. throws the gun at it, <laughs> and then he turns round and goes out the exit that was right behind him all the time that he could have just went down to follow more pipes around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> it's obviously, he's seen films where they do that trick, where like there's a, a song with a gun, and then the camera pulls away to something else, and you hear a shot, and then you, know, you don't find out what happens until later on, and, and but he just couldn't help himself so he's like right we'll cut immediately back to that character to find out what happened <laughs> yeah i'm just glad that he didn't get in the ah, ah, ah lift <laughs> <laughs> from there then alice remembers that there's the antivirus in the lab but whenever they go there they find it missing um spence who is played by james purefoy who isn't thomas jane or michael wincott who i get the three of those confused because they do all look reasonably similar James James Purfoy is actually a pretty decent actor, and this film is very very much beneath him. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, and but he also does not do a very good American accent at all. True. So it turns out then that Spence James Purfoy remembers that he stole the released virus, and he was the one that actually broke the cylinder in the hive and started the tinker. whole thing anyway. Okay, uh, can I ask yeah. a question here? Yes. Why? <laughs> That's a very good question. I, I think it's because he's crazy in love with um, the ice queen that is Alice. Jojo. Well, well, the I only, don't know. The only reason we know that is because we get some, some dodgy, uh, horribly edited black and white flashback scenes of them getting yeah. it on, which I presume uh, Paul Thomas W.S. Anderson shot just so that he could tug one out later on. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because he really likes James Purifoy. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the whole wedding was staged anyway so that the SWAT team could get in and 
kind of infiltrate the place. What? Their wedding? The real wedding? Yeah. No, their marriage was a sham. It was like uh, like the inside of her wedding ring says, like, the property of the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a fake wedding. They were both highly trained. Oh, but, right, on, okay. Paul Anderson got married to Mina Jojo and... No, what? no. Right, hang on. No, you're getting confused now. We're talking about James and Mia in the story. All right, I'm thinking real life. Yeah. Uh, in real life, no, that didn't happen until much later <laughs> after they'd filmed more films of, of Mila Jovovich showing no emotion that they'd decided to get married. But uh, no, um, can we wind it back just a second, right? Why not? Um, say you're the Umbrella Corporation and you've built yourself this massive underground secret lab and there's like one pipe that goes up to the 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 city raccoon city through the lifts or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you've got this one long train railway that leads to another exit how would you like best protect that particular entrance which one the mansion one? like a big concrete bunker maybe (laughs) um with fences around it seal it off uh do not enter or whatever something like that why a mansion no wait 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 you're a star wars fan Let's just think about this. Let's yes. just take a step back. The <laughs> okay. Death Star. Right. <laughs> right, yes. The exhaust port. Port. So easy. Why isn't there a bunker around yeah, it's that? Yeah, it's got to have to have an exhaust port. I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not saying anything <laughs> why wrong with the, like, the why train. Why didn't they build a mansion or anything like that? But, but, why, but why did they say, do you know what? What is the best way we can defend this entrance to our secret underground lair? We'll build a, ma- we'll build a, a mansion on it and we'll hire two people. And they can pretend they're married... And they defend yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah. Works for me. It sounds okay. like or a secret telephone All box right. where you take off the receiver and then you just go down the, the thing like I spy. That'd be good. That yeah. would I, that yeah. I would have bought. Well, to be fair, the SWAT team is in the employ of um, the Umbrella Corporation as well. So yes. obviously they had them on a very quick turnaround to get there. Um, so that they could go into the hive and everything. So, you know, okay. Well, they're living downstairs. Why'd well, they have to break the windows? <laughs> no. Why couldn't they yeah, go to the front door? just walking through the door, yeah. True. Do they have to actually sign a chit afterwards saying what damage they've done? I presume so, yeah. <laughs> because we'll get docked out of their wages. Because obviously the Umbrella Corporation have said, yeah, all right, get these two. But don't smash anything up. Because it's still ours. <laughs> they smash the windows in the mansion. They shoot loads of holes in all of the weird tank things down in the dining hall. They do so much damage. Good grief. The paperwork afterwards is just going to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Spence remembers he stole the, and released or stole and released the virus, and he hid the T-virus and the antivirus on the train. So he makes his way back to the train, gets bit by a zombie, and obviously tries to get back to the train so he can inject himself with the antivirus. At this stage, then, he's just about to inject himself and is killed by a yeah. liquor. Which, when it fully eats, it grows or transforms. It, because it's, yeah, it's freshly fed or whatever, so it, it uses the DNA and it mutates again into some sort of weird dog thing. Oh, well, we've yeah. all done that at breakfast. I just, like, it turns the tates into a, a bigger liquor. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So, yes, basically the Red Queen shows Alice and the rest of the party who are all still alive um, all of this on a screen because there's cameras everywhere and everything. Um, and then, obviously, this new monster um, tracks them down into the lab and uh, tries to get in. I think it's, what, three of them are left in there. And then yep. Kaplan, who we had thought had killed himself, but obviously then we obviously knew that he didn't appears and basically shuts the Red Queen off so that he can open the door so that he can get them out. 
Um, well, this is the dumb thing about the way he did that shot. It's like, okay, it, we were led to believe he shot himself. Then we're immediately, oh, he didn't shoot himself and he's crawled off somewhere. And then yeah. we're supposed to forget that he exists and then when he pops up again, be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because the bit with the gun just serves no purpose. If you'd have just heard that shot, then that'd have been it. And then he pops up, and it's like, oh, okay, he didn't kill himself. He yeah got away. Yeah, um, That's yeah, how you that do it. In standard process. Yes. Do you yeah. know what, Ali? You're a better director than Paul. <laughs> definitely not Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could be, but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I will say he is one step above um, Doctor Uwe Boll. I would say in terms of directing talent, and he did make one good film in Event Horizon. But he's a poor man's Len Wiseman. Ooh, that's <laughs> damning. Ooh, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Take that back. For people who don't know, Len Wiseman did the Underworld That's films. all he's done. <laughs> that's pretty much all he's done, yeah. And is married to Kate as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's a definite sort of trend here. <laughs> there there is. Is. There's a pattern emerging. Did they get a discount? <laughs> <laughs> for hiring hiring the yeah. it's like a block booking sort it, of thing yeah. you and I have the same employer we all work for the Umbrella Corporation the mansion above us is an emergency entrance to the hive US security operatives placed there to protect that entrance what about this your marriage is a fake just part of your cover to protect the secrecy of the hive and what is the hive show them so yeah, before the Red Queen gets shut off again, it was going to force Alice to kill Rain because obviously she has been infected and has been bitten or what have you. And obviously the Red Queen doesn't want the virus getting out into the wider world, etc. So basically, yeah, Rain, his, her life is fading sort of fairly quickly. And um, But yeah, once they get the door open, then obviously they reckon, well, we can get down to the train, we can get her the T-virus, um, antivirus, whatever. And so that's where they attempt to go to. And sort of from there, then they, yeah, then they uh, dodge some zombies and things, get back to the train, and inject Rain with the virus. And it looks as if she's maybe just passed away. And Alice is just about to shoot her. And Rain grabs the gun and says, I'm not dead yet. Oh, no, no, before then, they're about to get on the, um, the train. And uh, mutilated James Purfoy zombie reanimates. Oh yeah, of course, yes. So, and for some course. reason, he's got bright blue eyes. None of the other zombies did. <laughs> of course ah, not. But isn't that possibly because of how he'd been mauled by um, Babu, the liquor? Babu! Because <laughs> 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 it happens to uh, Michelle Rodriguez as well. Well, she has blue eyes. Yeah. That's just damn racist. I've got it on there. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe um, Paul Y.I. Anderson is a is an Y-I. alien. <laughs> an alien? <laughs> an Aryan. No, he's not. No, that's Len Meisman. So, on the train, they inject Rain and Kaplan with the antivirus. However, the liquor is hiding on the train and attacks them. Um, so it sticks its claws in through the side of the train, just ripping this apparently heavily armoured train almost to bits. Yes. Um, in the process, yeah. it slashes the guy from Ugly Betty on the shoulder, um, who, for whatever reason, took his shirt off earlier on and was just <laughs> running around. Well, in a, why not? In a, yeah, well, yeah, of course. You know, well, why not? He was just running around in a diehard yeah, vest then. Um, um, when, the, um, <laughs> when the liquor's like... Uh, decides that it's going to start 
um, shredding the train. Um, watching it back now again, it's, it appears to be doing it on several sides at once. <laughs> and I don't yes. know how. <laughs> and yeah. what look, also looks like a very, very narrow tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> so you're trying yeah to work it is. Out, what, on which side is it all? <laughs> And at one one point, you get an uh, an outside shot of the train going by, and it's like, where is it? It's not there. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in the ensuing battle, then Alice subdues the liquor before Matt is then attacked by the now zombified Rain, who, yeah, looked as if she was getting better, and then Matt needs to get to the door switch or whatever. But of course, Rain then stands up, and in a ridiculous sort of cliched way, sort of rolls her neck and clicks it and then just suddenly opens her eyes and attacks him. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard woman move, that is. That's just a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's pure Raj. Um, so, yeah, they... He, Rain gets shot in the head. They... Of course, she then falls up against the switch which opens the doors, which allows... Uh, which allows Matt to swing this huge, big bundle of pipes that didn't seem to serve any other purpose other than being there to sort of punch the liquor in the face with what's the um, um what's the um is it Chekhov's gun or something like oh, that the rule yeah, you've got to show something first you've got to show a gun in the first act before you use it in the third yeah if you see yeah. a gun in the first act like, yeah you see it really early on when they first get on the train it's like yeah but it's umbrella corporation there's just there's just pipes everywhere there's anyway. just yeah. dangling pipes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yes, basically two of them sort of make it out. Um, Alice and Matt. Um, Matt obviously still being... Why does the liquor explode? And on fire yeah, as well. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. friction. Oh, no, oh, it's it hits because the it's third, been dragged down the track, gets, isn't it? Yeah, it hits the third yeah, rail. That, yeah, fair enough, but that just hurts a bit, doesn't it? It's like, ooh, it's not really going to make you explode. Fry it. Uh, electricity. I oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explained by electricity. <laughs> also, yeah, there's that bit where Alice grabs one of the pipes and like incapacitates the liquor by like shoving its it tongue. through its tongue into the floor. Yeah. And for yeah. some reason, yeah. that yeah, the liquor can't do anything else. Then no, it it can't just walk towards its tongue and, and yeah. yeah, and slash with those big claws. It's been ripping the yep. train no, apart no, with, or just cut its own tongue off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, they make it back to the mansion, the rest of the hive is all shut down and everything, and Alice is about to give Matt the antivirus so that he's okay, but all of a sudden then the mansion doors burst open and a group of umbrella scientists run in and seize them before he can or she can give him the virus. They subdue Alice and take Matt away and sort of mention the Nemesis program. Oh, because he's about to turn or something, is Yes, he says, like, I want him in the Nemesis program. And at that point, I was like, go. (laughs) Because those, like, spikes start to come out of him when they put him on that table, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 weird things appearing through the slashes, yeah. It's at this stage you then also get a weird Jason Isaacs uncredited cameo. his eyes. Under a surgeon's mask, yes. I thought that. I went, oh, hello, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, (laughs) it's undeniably Jason Isaacs, and it is. he he is an unlisted credit, and that's why us. Yeah, it's very weird. So, sometime later, Alice wakes up naked apart from two tiny little sheets of material. Hankies. With a bit of tape. So yeah, again, I, I can't help that that was uh, just there for uh, uh, Paul Y.I. Anderson's benefit. <laughs> <laughs> love, love. Put these paper towels around you and get bollock naked for me. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> just crawl around on the floor. <laughs> There's, trust me, there is a reason why your character is dressed like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you tonight. 
<laughs> so she wakes up, she pulls all the tubes and things out. That's painful. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. needles. No, it's an awkward <laughs> looking scene, mm. so it is. Um, but then we go into almost like a 28 days later um, sort <laughs> yeah. of scenario where she's walking out of basically a an empty hospital, um, manages to grab a little coat from somewhere and walks out into Raccoon City, which is an absolute mess. Police yep. cars, fire engines, broken windows, um, fires and things. and Lots of posters about what's just happened as well, just to set yeah. the scene for the next film. <laughs> the Walking Dead, yes. Now, there's a newspaper lying around that says um, The Dead Walk. And I thought, well, that's diligence, if nothing else, because well done to you paper folk. Not only have you stayed at your desk and done your job, you've actually made sure that the printers <laughs> actually do their job and get the paper out there. Even though the town is getting overrun by zombies. Yes. Yeah. Well done. I doff my cap to that kind of work ethic. Fantastic. Nobody thought to say, <laughs> stop the presses, the dead are walking. <laughs> so then in the final sort of little shot, um, she grabs a shotgun out of a police car, pumps it, and then it just cuts back so that you can see the full extent of how ravaged the city is. Yeah. Thinking of ravaged city... Just going back a little bit before before we actually wind up, there's a bit where you know, oh, I can't remember what his name is. It's just generic guy with funny hair, um, but he's, he meets his sister, you know, and he's in the office. The office is an absolute tip, and yeah. they've, they've pulled all the filing out, and there's just bits of paper all over the place, and tables overturned, and... Why? They wouldn't have they wouldn't have done that before they died. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so they're just they trying to get the hell yeah, out of there. So weird. why then just go back and yeah. start pulling out your filing cabinets? That's just bizarre. Is it when you turn into a zombie? Why not? Yeah. What is it when you're running away? Have you never done or you don't work <laughs> work in an office, but when you think what what I'll do is I'll run down a corridor and pull it open as I go past to try and trip them up. <laughs> Or maybe zombies really hate paperwork. Mm, I'm with them on that. I (laughs) really hate paperwork. (laughs) I want her quarantined, close observation, and a full series of blood tests. Let's see if she's infected. Take her to the Raccoon City facility. Then assemble the team. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Just do it. So yeah, that is kind of the end of that. Now, for casting, and there's other sort of little tidbits and things like that, um, one of the things is that during the casting process, David Boreanaz um, was intended to portray the cop, or the male cop lead of Matt Addison, the guy played by Eric Mabius from Ugly Betty. But he ultimately turned down the role uh, to work on to continue working on Angel. Probably a good idea, yeah. Yeah, good move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Win out. stop James Purfoy, though, did it? No, this is true. Um, so, yeah, the film was also originally subtitled as Resident Evil Ground Zero, um, which was supposed to be like a prequel oh, to the games. Painful use of the word Ground However, Zero the, in yeah, 2002. Yeah, well, exactly. that's, well, that's what it was. The <laughs> subtitle was removed due to the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, which had happened before this film yes. came out. So whoever thought that was a good idea. <laughs> it's probably yeah. still working for Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we can wrap this moaning session up a little bit. What's everyone's final thoughts on the film? 
personally, it's been a while since I've seen it. And Same here. I wasn't blown away. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just unfortunate that we get so many shit game films so far. We've not had one good one. We've had some, eh, yeah, okay, maybe. The World of Warcraft one. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, mm. But There have been some half-decent animated short films based on, like the Dead Space animated films and things like that. Yeah. yeah. There have and there been, is a Resident Evil one as well. Yeah, and, and some of those have been okay. But in terms of like cinematic releases, nope, still waiting for a good one. Mm. The only good thing that the um, Angelina Jolie... Lara Croft films had was the first one had a really good soundtrack. Mm, yeah, that was that was really good. Um, and obviously, I can't remember a name uh, that's in the new one that's being rebooted for next year. Oh um, yeah, um, her Alicia Victanander. Um, mm. No, it's her from. Um, no, it's, it's her from. Um, yes, that's it, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, yeah, from um, um, Next Machina. Oh, yes. she's no yeah, good. She's yeah. no uh, good unless she's got robot bits hanging out. Oh no, no, that's wrong. Easy. <laughs> She's hot with robot bits. The only thing I would say is potentially that looks like it's almost copying the game, which isn't a bad thing. No. But it doesn't leave any surprise for a story, personally, having yeah, played it. No, but it could be a competent film. Yeah. That being said, though, I thought that the, the Assassin's Creed film could end up being our first competent video game film, considering who was directing yeah. it and who was in it. But. Nope. I don't understand why they don't get fanboys on board or something. I don't get yeah. it. I've watched it again since. I quite like Assassin's Creed now. It's good. Whatever. <laughs> um, anyone else got any final thoughts? Hey, before, before he starts. Punch Kev. Because <laughs> once Mark starts, we've had it. <laughs> I'm like you. I watched it when it first came to DVD. Uh, early 2003, I think it was. Um, it was pretty quick to DVD. I can't mm. really think why. And yeah, I thought it was... You know, average, all right. You know, nothing really set my world on fire. I certainly couldn't remember a lot about it when I watched it again. Watching it this time, I really enjoyed it. I thought it stood up very well. There were some bits that did confuse me, and there's a lot of logic bombs that you can throw at it. But it's a good, fun romp, and, you know, it services a game in the way that it's sorted out, you know, so that you have levels, you have particular scenes that work exactly the same as what a game would you know even down to like i said where she stood there shooting um gut dogs and um obviously while she's shooting she can't run so there's lots of things like that that do pay lip service to how a game is designed but i think as a film you should not be following how a game is designed because let's face (laughs) it in 1996 you couldn't do what you can in 2002 even so, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a good thumbs up. Not a two thumbs up, but a thumbs up. It's all right. It's a good mm. waste of time. I'm with Kev on this. And also, according to the Wikipedia article for Resident Evil, James Cameron as well, who in 2014 named Resident Evil as his biggest guilty pleasure. Nice. Um, yeah. But James Cameron thought that Terminator 3 was good. (laughs) James Cameron thought sequels to Avatar was a good idea. No, I I enjoyed it. It's daft, but it's not insufferable. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. I I have plenty of guilty pleasures, as Kev knows. Yes. Uh, And this is far from any of them. (laughs) Because it's shit. (laughs) I mean, I watched some shit and I, oh my days. 
<laughs> you're watching Blue Streak now, Kev. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you are mean. Yeah, it's just bad. But me and Mark are in the same boat for this one, I think. It makes no sense. And it's just, eh. Yeah, that's fair enough. They still got five sequels out of it, though. They did? They, uh, to be fair, the other ones are better, I think, because it's just action. Well, no. Shooting this the shit out of zombies. Is Paul w, uh, Paul W. Sanderson didn't didn't direct the second or third ones, and then he came back and did the fourth and the fifth, and I think he's doing the sixth, whatever number they're up to now. Twenty eight, <laughs> probably seven. Right. I think Paul W. S. Anderson made one good film, but aside from that, he's a hack. He's a terrible screenwriter. He's a terrible director. The um, the dialogue in this film is terrible. The sound mixing is awful. The editing is uh, uh, awful. Uh, don't forget, though, the but, game itself has never been stellar as far as the script department. That's not an excuse. It's yeah. still a step up. That's not it's an still excuse. A step up, this. Let's be fair. It could have been like the Mario film. <laughs> it's be. an interesting... <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of like an interesting sort of... Um, it's like almost like a time capsule. It's very early 2000s. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the action. Slipknot on the, the soundtrack. Uh, yes. Yes, Slipknot oh, on the soundtrack. Oh, and don't get me started oh, on that because them. that's even edited. What's that all about? Hey, I can plague me. And then they've edited the goddamn lyrics to it. And it doesn't sound right. Well, that's Slipknot all over. You just, they just yeah. don't sound right. Easy. Hey. It's, it's an interesting like early 2000s artifact. Uh, and I think you should watch it and then watch the other ones because having watched the first one, um, you'll appreciate the other ones more because uh, right from the get-go in the second one, they're just like, will show absolutely no restraint whatsoever um, and tried to go all out over the top and it became one of the funniest film series I've ever seen, unintentionally so. I think the thing is, is like you we, you just alluded to, is that the games weren't that good a fairly decent premise but they they weren't that good so they didn't have the best baseline to start with so it should have been an improvement on the games and it wasn't and that's probably saying something that's what happens when you hire poor W. Sanderson. <laughs> There's only been Resident Evil 4 that's actually stuck its head above the parapet and actually been something 7 7 supposed to be no. very good I can't even bother being here. <laughs> it's a it's a very different game, but it's supposed to be very good. Yeah, I thought two was was good. I'm like, still waiting for Lego Resident Evil coming out. Then I'll play. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so I think that about wraps this up. Unless anybody else wants to do any more ranting. No. Um, nope. Are done. we all done? Yep. Um, I'm. Spent. So it's been a, an entertaining. <laughs> it's been an entertaining Halloween episode, um, which. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and think of or play something. Can next I year. um just ask one parting question? Yes. Um, who shows less emotion throughout the film? Uh, Mila Jovovich in this or Bill Pullman in Lake Placid? Mila Jovovich, Bill Pullman in Lake Placid is amazing, and that is a stone cold classic t- film. Bill- I've told you about this before. You are wrong. <sighs> We're going to have a falling out about this. <laughs> so while uh, Mark and Kev have fallen out over Lake Placid, um, we'll uh, we'll leave this episode where it is. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Laps Game Radio. Go onto our blog. People put stuff up on there about things they do with gaming. Um, and uh, don't forget to do the things on Podbeam. Yeah, 
Why not? Give us a rating on iTunes. I'll say it, lads. I'll get the ratings <laughs> up. Uh, so until next time. Ta-ta. Ta-ra. You're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs>